Welcome to the Skillstack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind, to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every epic. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. So last year Ray talked about podcasts. Today he's talking about the skill stack. Will you please give a rapturous welcome to Eric Bowen? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Am I on? Am I switched on? I think so. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, nice to see you all. Nice to see you all. May I say what an honour it is for you to have me here? Um, <laughs> I once spoke at a United Nations uh, conference and I asked people where they were from, and there wasn't much time for anything else to go on, so I'm not going to do that here today. <laughs> but uh, in a world of patronising insincerity, it's really nice to be here in London. <laughs> Alright, so we have a few minutes there, we're recording, okay. Um, I, I was the last minute speaker, uh, I was uh, brought in at the last minute, um, I was going today to be attending the natural childbirth lunch, annual lunch, but everybody pulled out the last minute. (laughs) Okay, that's it, that's enough, that's enough, we're setting the scene. All right, we're setting the scene, okay. Um, Skill stack, what it's all about. What if what we are doing in our life is okay, but it's all in the wrong order? What if it's all in the wrong order? Show me your hands if you've ever read a personal development book. Must be everyone here. Yeah. You've all read a personal development book. Okay? You've all probably read Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. If you were like me when I was younger, I read it behind another cover, another book. No one would see. You know that way because people will judge you if you're reading personal development things. But it's something everybody does. Every time I go to do a talk similar to this or any other subject, most people that are in the room have done something. And then there are those that, are, that go on to do even greater things and there are those people that kind of, you know, just nice and flat line and they go along and they just kind of want to keep quiet, keep out of the way. But I, I want to talk today about a thing called the skills stack, about compounding your success. Because if you have done those things, then you will have within you, I'm sure, a desire to do more. Would that be fair? Yeah. Show me your hands if you want to do a bit more. Yeah. Couple of hands at the back there. You don't want, you don't want to do any more. Look, you're like, get on with it. Right? <laughs> you don't want to do any more. Right? You want, we all want to do a little bit more. So how do we do a little bit more with the knowledge that we already have? That's really what this kind of talk is all about. So I'm going to take, gosh, 17 minutes. Would that be okay? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Can I have your permission to carry on? Excellent. Good. All right. Okay. So what if we're doing it and it's all in the wrong order? Now, those of you of a certain age will recognise this <laughs> next slide. Luke's laughing away. Phil's like, yeah, yeah, go on. It's aimed at me. (laughs) Who is this? Andrew Preview. Well done. That's Andrew Preview on the right. Eric Morecambe in the middle and Ernie Wise on the left. And can you remember what Andre Previn said? You're playing all the wrong notes. You're playing all the wrong notes. And what did Eric Morecambe say? I'm playing all the right notes. Not necessarily in the right order. That's what he, he had him like that. Not necessarily in the right order. And I put it to you, send a lawyer here, that that's probably what's happening with most people. Now here I am, as you can see, I'm wearing the same clothes. This is my this is my work. This is my work uniform. Ah, I hear you laugh. 
Uh-huh. This is my work uniform. When I go home and I'm wearing this, my children don't come anywhere near me because daddy's working. As soon as I take this off and I put something else on, that's when all the questions start. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my wife like oh. So yes, I am. you have before you a Guinness World Record public speaker. Thank you very much. Usually gets a round of applause, but most of you decide to sit on your hands. That's fine. <laughs> so here I am, world record public speaker. What for? Well, it was a it was a team talk done in 2016. It was a team talk, and I got I didn't put this together. Someone put that and put it on Facebook, and I was quite proud of it. I, I quite liked that. Yeah, who wouldn't want to be a Guinness World Record holder? There are only what 40,000 in the world ever, <laughs> oh, out of seven billion people. That's not bad as a claim to fame. But right after that, and I came home, um, the Olympics was on, and Michael Phelps, the swimmer, was going for the world record. And I'm sat on the sofa beside my wife, and we're watching Michael Phelps, and he's about to go for the world record. And he, gun goes off, he dives into the water, he thrashes the water to a foam, slaps the end, turns around and looks up, and it's got WR flashing. He pulls his hat off, and everyone's high-fiving him. And I'm sat next to my wife, and I said, uh, see Michael, see me and Michael. She went, what is it? I said, more like that. <laughs> and what are you on about? I said, we're both world record holders. Oh, get over yourself, she says. Get over yourself. Now, okay, that, I'm telling that in jest, but we have the blanket. We've been told that there are people out there that are lemon suckers. Sometimes, okay, to bring us back into balance, if we get a little bit ahead of ourselves, that's not such a bad thing. But I said to her, I said, well, okay, if you think it's that easy... Why don't you go out and organise a world record? She said, oh, for goodness sake, you were the whole group of people and you spoke for a few hours, everybody else spoke, and you, you did it over five or six days. That's hardly a world record. She says, that's like me running a marathon for 100 yards and all my friends run 100 yards. <laughs> and we do it the quickest time. I said, well, go and do it then. Go and do it then. And that's what tends to happen, isn't it? People look at achievements, they look at things, they go, oh, that's easy, or, oh, I could do that, but they don't. They don't. And at the very end, the last slide, I'll, I'll finish on the most dangerous words in the, in the vocabulary. So what else? Let's click on it. All right, okay, you mentioned a podcast. I have a podcast. That's it there. It's called How to Raise Money. We're into 50 episodes now. It's number 128 out of the world's top 200, so it's not bad, getting some traction. Um, and the other one there is the skill stack. So if you're... If you don't listen to podcasts, these are two of the best. Just <laughs> <laughs> himself. Oh. This clicker is going bonkers. Here we go. Right, so some of the other things that I've done, there we are. So um, I have been round the block, let's just say, when it comes to business. Done one or two things, and uh, I'm not going to go through them all there, but at the end, the last two, it says mentor, and it also says lifetime contributor to B1G1. So not long after B1G1 started, and Paul was in. Edinburgh all those years ago yes. uh, and you said to me, you know, here's your choice you can sign up to this or you can become a lifetime member and I thought, well, a lifetime, but I'm Scottish after all, that's a, I've worked out the accountant oh yeah, that's going to be the best one but I want to focus on why I'm here and it's the last part that I want to dwell upon, now the last part that I want to dwell upon is uh, mentor to many, one to one that's the coaching thing that I kind of fell into in a way because people said to me, oh, do you, know, do you mind if I have some time with you? 
I said, fine, that's, that's great. So I sat down with people, didn't really charge for it, and then gradually started to say, well, hang on a minute, this is starting to get a bit out of control. My time's being taken up. I need to, I need to, I suppose, start charging for my time. So in the last four or five years, I've mentored many, many people one-to-one, and also in mastermind groups. Now, if you think back to the book, Think and Grow Rich, one of the things it said, I was 24 when I read this, and it wasn't until 20 years later I actually did something about it, but one of them was join a mastermind group. Remember that? Yeah. Join a mastermind group, because that will accelerate your growth and your progress. And it wasn't until 20 years later that I saw the power of that, how, how it does really accelerate the progress. So, have you heard of this expression? Yeah. Finish it off for me. Jack of all trades. Master of none. Correct. Master of none. Who here has ever been told that by anyone? Because yeah. I have. <laughs> but it's almost said in a derogatory way, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, jack of all trades, master of none. You, know, you should focus on one thing. Focus on one thing, get one thing right, and then all your dreams will come true. You'll be a success. You'll be a success. Is that not what we get told? Yeah. Right. That's not. I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Okay? That is not true. Now, if you want to go into more detail on this, the podcast has some episodes on it, and you can listen to that, and I'll go into even more detail. And podcasts are usually about 20, 30 minutes long. Okay? Does anyone know why a good podcast should be 30 minutes long? No, it's to do with commuting time. <laughs> commuting time, yeah. So if you have a podcast, 20 to 30 minutes, ideal. You can go on longer if it's interesting, uh, and you know, you're interviewing someone and it's quite good. So I'm not saying as a, you have to stop doing that, but that's, that's generally what you do. So jack of all trades, master of none. But as you can see from my potted CV there, I've done quite a lot of things. So I have life skills, I have business skills as well. And it's only now, and I'm a little bit older than 24, but it's all starting to kind of come together in a, in a way that's making me much more fulfilled. And when I was coaching these people on a one-to-one basis, it would nearly always follow the same format. People would come to see me and say, uh, Ray, I'd like to raise some money. I want to raise a million pounds because I want to do this property development or that particular project. And I would then go through a sort of quiet questioning technique. So what is it you want the money for, etc., etc. And then it would always go back to question, 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 and then it would come to the same thing almost inevitably. My dad didn't understand me. Or there'd be some personal, historical reason why people can't progress. So I started putting all this together, and I called it the skill stack, and I started to put it into a particular format, and it's starting to get really, really, really good results. Now, why I'm saying this to you and why I'm sharing this to you is because with the skill stack, every person that joins the skill stack has a major contribution to B1G1. Now, that's something we have done anyway in all our other businesses, but this time we're taking it to a slightly different level. So what is the skill stack? All right, specific life and business skills arranged in such a way that you compound their value. Now, the proper order grows your personal values to the world, your confidence, and ultimately your bank balance, and that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Yes, of course it has. Right, okay. Now, who knows what this is? San Francisco Bridge. What holds that bridge up? Give you a clue. Yeah, these cables. How thick is that cable? Show me. Show me how, th- how thick you think that cable is. Show me. Show me. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, you see people walking on it. Okay? But if you cut through that cable, what's inside? Oh, that. That. Now, all the stuff that you've done in terms of personal development, the books you've read and all that, I put it to you again. 
it's like this. It's kind of all over the place. But once you start winding it up, you then get the strength of it. You get the compounding of it. So, it's not good enough to know you're really good at one thing, because there are a lot of people who are really good at that one thing. Now, when I was practicing law, I was one of 129,000 lawyers in the country. Okay? So then, what do lawyers do? They start specialising. Specialise in one area. Now you become one of 10 or 15,000 lawyers. But I started public speaking. I started talking to groups of lawyers. And then I became one of only a few hundred. And then... I started showing lawyers how to run a business because that's what I had done before. Now I was one of only about half a dozen. So does, does my value go up yeah. as a result? Yeah. Of course it does. <laughs> now, all of you have the ability to narrow down and, and do something like that or to add in skills. And public speaking is one of those skills, definitely. You should all start to look at. Now, this is not talk about public speaking, but when it comes to public speaking, it's not necessarily about a room like this. It's not necessarily about speaking to a thousand people. It could be you're doing a webinar or a podcast or even a conference call. But there are skills and tricks and tips that you can learn that make you that little bit better, that 1% better. And that's what you want to be looking at when it comes to the skills stuff. So why? Well, why do you want to do this? Because right now, the brightest brains, not brains, that's a comedian, He's like the community, he's a magician, isn't he? <laughs> the brightest brains on the planet want to replace you and want to replace your jobs and anybody else's jobs. If you look around right now, in this room, imagine we were all working for the same company. In three to five years' time, half of the jobs will be gone. Right? Not the people replaced, the actual jobs gone. With someone cheaper from abroad, with software, with artificial intelligence, or with a robot. With a robot. Now, this is not the Industrial Revolution Mark II, because a lot of people said, oh, the Industrial Revolution. That happened, and, and we were okay. We are all right. No, this is different this time. This is different. This is where, if you look at this, Adam Smith and the Invisible Hand, another Scotsman, right? in the 1780s, and he wrote his book, and he said, the Invisible Hand will help. People will follow their own self-interest. Competition keeps people honest, and therefore the invisible hand will pick everyone up and move them along. No, they won't. Not this time. This time it's different. In America, in the next three to five years, seven years, some will say, they anticipate that three million jobs in the transportation sector will be gone and will not be replaced. So if you're a 50-year-old truck driver with a huge debt and a truck, you cannot compete with a vehicle that's running 24 hours a day. Simple as that. So what are they going to do? They're not going to be replaced. So, in dealing with capitalism, we're dealing with an evolutionary process. Now, who's the father of evolution? Charles <coughs> Darwin. Right. Charles Darwin. Now, we know about evolution. Do we? Do we really? It's all misquoted, isn't it? misquoted because it says survival of the fittest which I have sought to express in mechanical terms is that which is called natural selection or the preservation of favoured races in the struggle for life do we know who said that? trick question it was not Charles Darwin it was Herbert Spencer who coined that particular phrase but it's often quoted that survival of the fittest 
But it's not, actually. It's those most adaptable to what? Change. Exactly. Those most adaptable to change. Now, I want to introduce you to uh, a gentleman. Some of you may know him, some of you may not. This is Sir David Brailsford. Anyone know him? Yep, okay. He was brought in, wheeled in, kaboom. He was wheeled in to turn British cycling into a tour de force for the Tour de France. Because no British cyclist had ever won the Tour de France in its 110-year history. He came in, and within 18 months, he had a winner. He said it would take five to seven years. Within 18 months, he had a winner. How many has he had in the last six years? Five separate winners. And up until that point in time, no one had ever won it. So the French naturally accused him of cheating. <laughs> but they said, no, 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 you are cheating better than we are. We don't like this. <laughs> they accused him of cheating. But he wasn't cheating. What he did was he brought in a process called marginal gains. 1% improvements right across the board will lift that team up. So he took a team in the most, one of the most competitive sports in the world, the Tour de France, and in a very short space of time, they were now away in front of everyone else, without drug taking. Just simply by doing things 1% better, 1% better, 1% better. Marginal gains, it was called. So, you can make incremental gains in skills that you already possess. And you can become bulletproof. Now, we've heard a couple of words today, such as sleepwalking. 63% of people are sleepwalking, yeah? And we've also heard a word called clarity. And one of the things when I do one-to-one -one with people is when we get to that word clarity, it wakens them up because that's what people want. I just want some clarity. I just want to know where I'm going. Well, the good news is you've already got all the skills. So just not necessarily in the right order. You have all those skills. And there's that word there. It comes up first, clarity. One of the first words that come up. Anyone here ever baked a cake? Yes. All the women that put their hands up? Yeah. Some men must have baked a cake. No? All right. There's a guy at the back there. I baked a cake. Yeah. All right. Here's a cake. Now, you can get a room full of people. I can give you all the ingredients. I'll give you a recipe. And what will happen? Will all the cakes come out the same? No. Because what happens is, someone says, well, my cake didn't... Uh, it's kind of... Uh, uh. So, well, did you follow instructions? Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, I'm looking at your oven and it says... 200 degrees instead of 180. Well, I, I thought it, that wasn't hot enough, so I thought I'd turn it up a bit. Is that not what we do when it comes to learning and personal development, is it not? We think, oh, well, we know best, that can't be right, can't be that simple. But it is. Follow the steps. That's it. But we don't. We all bring our own history into it, we bring our own prejudice into it, we bring everything into it to try and make it better and improve it. But you can't improve on something when someone's already said, this is the steps. These are just take those steps and that's it. But no, we, want, we think we know best. We think we know best. And now, so the most dangerous words in the English language are. I know. I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. <laughs> you know, all this stuff, I know that. I know that. It's one thing to know and it's another thing to do, isn't it? To know and not to do is not really to know. So, in finishing off, I just want to say thank you for inviting me along. There's a lot more detail on the skill stack in the podcast, which will tell you where you can go and get more information. But also, I am giving a very generous contribution to B1G1 for everyone who joins the skill stack. And I'm not here to ask you to join it. I'm here to ask you to go to the podcast and give me a review. 
that would be lovely. And then I can go up the charts. And the more people I can reach, the more people I can reach. And America is really where I'm looking to reach because they're the ones that have the problem, and they're really <laughs> <laughs> It's not us here in the UK. They're the ones that need all the help. They're the ones that need all the help. So, there is, if you're looking, at, if you have an iPhone, that's what your little icon looks like in terms of podcast. If you don't see it on your phone, you just search in the search button podcast, you'll see this. Click on there, and then you can do a search under my name or under the skill stack, and it looks like that, and you can just hit subscribe, and away we go. That'd be okay? Fantastic. Excellent. And um, I've got one final thing, I've got 13 seconds left. One of the main skills is about social media and about learning social media and to use it in such a way that you're not just idly going by on it, but how to make money on social media. And I have a book here, and the first woman that comes up and gives me a hug and says, well done, that was a brilliant speech. <laughs> 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 <laughs>